broken hearts go, One Direction asks. In this case, I guessed Patty Dingham's funeral. I feel so bad for Bloom in this chapter, honestly. We see him looking back with regret and sorrow to the past, particularly about his father and his son Rudy, and we see how he's treated in the present by his so-called friends in the carriage ride to the funeral. Let's listen to Bloom thinking about his own son. Noisy, self-willed man, full of his son. He's right. Something to hand on. If little Rudy had lived, see him grow up, hear his voice in the house, walking beside Molly in a neat and suit. My son, me in his eyes. Strange feeling it would be. From me, he says. I could have helped him live on in life. I could. Make him independent. Learn German, too. Bloom's picturing the son that could have been wearing his school uniform, learning different languages, becoming an intellectual, but that's all if only is at this point. In the midst of life, death, Martin Cunningham, with the face of Shakespeare, says. Right when he says this, Bloom has some personal guilt, wondering, is it his fault that Rudy died? If we were all somebody else, he thinks a few pages later. This chapter is very much about Bloom's displacement of his anxiety and stress about his own life. We see him as a regular man, for sure, but also in these struggles, we recognize how the everyday person has a sort of hero's journey of their own. In his own way, Bloom is presented as the hero, but he's definitely not perfect, the pure of thought, pure of action hero. He has many different thoughts, particularly about women and even his own daughter, Millie, that make me suspicious. Women especially are so touchy, he thinks. Does that remind you of anything? Men telling women today that they're being overly sensitive when they show basic emotion, for example? Maybe so. I wonder if Bloom thinks Millie's being overdramatic when he talks about catch them once with their pants down, never forgive you after. Fifteen. What happened there? And who's Bloom blaming? The body itself, I think, is shown as something faulty in this chapter. Bloom thinks, what if Patty Dignam comes back and that coffin is just full of stones, not his body? Wouldn't it be so much more effective if they just invented some automatic machine that turned the wheel so that the pointsman doesn't have to sit on the carriage? Maybe without all of these mistakes of the body, we wouldn't have losses like the suicide of Bloom's father or the death of his son Rudy. I think that's where a lot of this rumination is coming from. I think having an eye in this homosocial landscape of Hades is showing us a lot about masculinity and how men are supposed to stifle their emotions to seem strong, whereas they tell women they're weak for showing their sensitivity. They are doing everything they can to not pretend like they're upset and not act too sensitively around each other although they do act with a little regret when they say, I wish I hadn't talked about suicide so obviously in front of Bloom. Perhaps it's this attitude that makes Bloom feel he needs to displace his emotions all the more by picking at his nails, by looking out the window, doing anything he can to not think about what's going wrong in his life. Again, it's a pretty devastatingly sad chapter, honestly, I think my favorite so far. And yet we're out of time, so I will talk to you again for episode 7.